Hello and welcome, gentle listener. I, Daniel, the keeper of arcane secrets, return you tonight to the doomed Valley of Radiance Yukon. It is November 14th, 1922, and as the last train of the season makes its way towards Anchorage, Alaska, the people left in Radiance are now completely isolated from the rest of the world. The sun shines for only the briefest of moments, and soon only the northern lights will illuminate the harsh landscape for the next 37 days. A few of the people who had disembarked from the train have found themselves wrapped up in a gruesome mystery with little help from the local townsfolk. All of the geologists spare one have died horribly or been driven insane. The residents of the town seem to be acting strange, even becoming violent. And it seems that the dead don't necessarily stay dead. The frightened group of people who had left the town to try to help the outpost are the miner named Moses T. Ripley, a wealthy young lady named Charity Flanagan of the North Carolina Flanagans, the French detective Martin Noir, and the mysterious man known only as Gunther. They were recently joined by nurse Gertrude Cornelius and a wounded local deputy named Kelvin Keith, and guiding them through the outpost and the surrounding area is none other than Dr. Leonard Winkler, a nervous scientist with a good heart. Dr. Winkler had discovered his fellow geologist Ryan McKinney walking naked in snow, babbling, and the good doctor bundled him up and brought him back to town where Ryan attacked Detective Noir and Gunther, nearly murdering them, before Rip and Charity intervened with lethal force. Moments later, the volatile sheriff and his two deputies appeared and took the corpse away. But Deputy Keith came back and convinced newly arrived to town nurse Gertrude Cornelius to help examine Ryan's twisted body at the police station. As the others headed north to the outpost to find out what had happened, they discovered another geologist frozen solid in the snow and missing an arm. As they examined this mangled corpse, Nurse Gertrude was attacked by Ryan's headless body, and she and the deputy barely escaped with their lives. They tried to find a dog sled to follow the others and get more help but they were instead attacked by a crazed woman with a baseball bat, and both the deputy and the nurse were badly hurt. The others finally reached the outpost and discovered a horrid scene in the kennels and residences, but no sign of the last geologist, Dr. Dietrich Lang. During their investigation of the outpost, the nurse and deputy caught up with the party and these seven people finally succumbed to their exhaustion and decided to rest until daylight. The next morning, 
after checking the laboratory and finding a significant amount of TNT, Gunther, Gertrude, Charity, Rip, and Detective Noir decided to head to the mine, while Dr. Winkler stayed behind to tend to the wounded deputy and keep an eye on the sled dogs. Let us get to know the good doctor now. Now, hi, uh, my name is Dr. Leonard Winkler. I spent years studying geology, and when the university sent me up to Radiance, I got really excited. I mean, this is where the gold rush started, and there's lots of really cool rocks up here, and oh man, it was, it was the best. But uh, my ailing mother and my sister had to stay in Edmonton, so I could only see them on my birthday in July, and right before the sun goes down for all those days at the end of the year, but... At least I get to see them. They're all the family I have left. I mean, my brothers died in the war, and my father had his heart attack when he was yelling at me for being weak. <clears throat> I mean, my mother was never quite the same after he passed, especially since she caught tuberculosis while standing in the rain at his funeral. But Dottie, uh, that's, that's my sister, you see, um, Dottie can't work since she fell off the horse and fell down the ravine on her honeymoon. So she stays at home and takes care of mother whenever the pain in her back and her hips let her. So they're doing okay, I guess. Uh, I, I send them most of my wages. And while I know Dottie's husband, Robert, spends a lot of time at the local bars, they usually have enough money for everyone's medicine. I mean, I know I should stand up to Robert, and I think that's why Maud left me before I could get a second date. But I, I, I just don't like showing up for work with more bruises, you understand? Anyways, my team members up here at the outpost were all really nice. Uh, Ryan teased me a lot, and it was nice to finally have a friend. Um, I'm sad that he had to get killed in the street. Oh, and, and Melody was so pretty. Her husband died in the war, and she never really got over him. Uh, but I had always hoped that once she stopped mourning for him and didn't see her late-night therapy and exercise sessions with Dr. Lang, maybe she had have seen that I'm actually a pretty nice guy. And I'd love to finally meet a gal who's interested in more than just one date. <laughs> As, as for Dr. Lang, I'm really thankful for his leadership and guidance. He rarely speaks to me, but when he does, he tells me I'm satisfactory and adequate. Adequate? I've never been adequate in anything before. Yeah, it's, it's great to have friends up here. I'm also grateful for these new people, my new friends, who are helping me get through this horrible time. Ryan and Melody seem to have lost their marbles before they died, and now Dr. Lang's missing. I'm staying behind at the outpost, watching over the dogs and Deputy Keith, who's wounded, uh, while the others go up to the mine to try and find Dr. Lang. I hope they're all okay. I really don't know how to help a wounded person. I mean, I kept fainting during basic training during the war, which is why I got the discharge. And these dogs keep growling every time I try to pet them. One of them keeps licking its lips. Anyway, I hope my new friends are coming back soon with Dr. Lang, and then everything will be fine, I'm sure. But everything is not fine. Outside the mine, the group discovered a small house that wouldn't freeze, even in the Yukon's frigid winter. Instead of entering, they used some TNT to destroy the house and revealed a pit of writhing, screaming worms that seemed vulnerable to the light. Detective Noir lit the worms on fire 
and the five shaken investigators headed to the mine, where they discovered the eviscerated and splayed corpse of Dr. Lang, hanging by his own entrails and blocking the entrance. What they don't know is that as they stood there in the fading daylight, recoiling from the ritualistically flayed and disemboweled remains of the doctor, other inhabitants of Radiance Valley, some human, some not, responded to the echoing boom of the dynamite and began to descend upon the little geologic outpost and the nearby mine. We now continue with part three of the nightmarish miniseries that I call The Deep Dark of Radiance. front of the cave entrance to the McGregor industry mine, which would be okay, not that big a deal, except for the fact of the flayed and gutted, disemboweled man hanging by his own intestines directly in front of you. You have heard a loud, baleful howl, and the squealing and the pops of the worms that you guys unceremoniously exploded with TNT and then burned the rest with a Molotov cocktail are still roasting behind you. The, the smell in the air is acrid and putrid and vile and the sun is setting. The rays of orange red light flowing over the land are hitting this macabre show in front of you. What do you want to do? Is he hanging in the in blocking our path in the tunnel? Or yes, he is taking up the majority of the path there. His feet are not on the ground. He is not actually like holding on to anything. Um, he is strung up by his intestines. You need to burn him. I don't want to touch him. Let's just leave. Like it's getting dark. I don't want to mess around with this. It took us how many bullets you to blow it last time? You said come here. And then this. This doesn't this look like a get out to you. So now we're leaving the caves. Wait, is there anything else up on the walls of the cave? Um, you cannot see past this guy into the cave. I'm gonna flash my camera. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can do the yes. flash. I need everyone to roll a spot hidden. Didn't get it. I got zeros. <laughs> oh, that's a hundred. I got uh, 45 against a 52, against a 62. So I have succeeded. I have succeeded. I have succeeded. Okay, remember if you succeed. I immediately I succeeded, didn't I? If you succeed. You super succeeded. That's yeah, a seven. I got a seven. Those of you who have succeeded with the flash, you actually see hanging behind him in, in this uh, cave, strung all over the walls, are statues, little wooden uh, effigies themselves, all around the walls, and they are covering the inside of these cave walls. You only get the briefest, like, shadow of them, and they look like a little hoop with arms and legs. It looks like they're man-shaped, and they are through this entire cave. And as your eyes adjust, they disappear from your sight further into the darkness of the cave. The flash, Charity, blinds you for a moment with your, with your critical failure, and 
basically the only thing you can see when you close your eyes for the next couple minutes is going to be like an outline of the horrible sight of this dude strung up in front of you. Great. Great. Awesome. Should we burn it? Yeah, burn it. It's starting to get dark. Perhaps we should go back and hold up for the night. Maybe heal a little. And then start off early in the morning in case we have to get out of here. We don't want to be doing that at 1 a.m. We could, do you want me to just drop a Molotov cocktail here and shoot it on the way out and then we go back in tomorrow? <laughs> yes. No. I, I would say yes. I would say yes. Let's roast this motherfucker. Then we'll just come back tomorrow. What are we coming back tomorrow for? To go into the caves. He wants to explore the mines. I'm thinking let's get the fudge out of Dodge. You want to explore the mines. I When I thought they were mines and now I find out that they're freaking voodoo dolls hanging from their guts. Right, I mean, okay, you don't have to. That's We can now split more precious metals between us. Another baleful howl erupts over the landscape. It sounds far closer. Yep, let's go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to go into these caves to get away from that thing. I don't really want to run into that. What if we go into the cave to set a trap for this thing to come in? Moments later, you hear several smaller howls reply to this baleful howl. We have two options. Spend the night in the mines with this nonsense or not. How far how far back is it to get back to the residences? It was a two hour walk. So an oh. hour run? <laughs> I say light the fire, maybe it'll scare the wolves or whatever that is the toweling, and we run. Okay, charity. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will place the Molotov cocktail at the feet of the naked German. Uh, how much ammo do you have? A lot? I have a bit. Do you want to do the shooting? I don't have that much. Okay, I'll shoot it with my rifle. I'm, I'm running away. I'm running away currently. Hard pass. Yeah. Uh, you shoot the Molotov cocktail and you guys start running away. Just for you guns, since everyone's back is turned and running away, the fire from the Molotov spreads, just splashes up like a Molotov is, but it catches onto the body of who you would assume is a Dr. Lang. And the fire spreads quickly, and he starts to quiver and howl in his spot. His, he is fighting against the bonds, against the flame that is on him, and uh, this high-pitched, squealy howl uh, pierces your mind. I need you to roll a sanity save, please. Ten. Ten? I rolled a ten, yeah. Okay. This guy's bulletproof. Yeah. Mentally bulletproof. <laughs> you are unsettled. You... See him shaking and convulsing in spot, moving faster than his muscles should allow him to do in the spot as he trembles in this opening. And you turn to run, and his scream follows you. Uh, it's this howl that just extends into the night. And in response to that howl, you hear another baleful howl, this low moan of a growl that just rips through the entire terrain around. And it is very, very close. We are going to do a chase. I need a marching order, please. Is we just going by decks? Uh, no, we are. I actually want to establish a marching order first. You said you ran first, then I said I ran. I have the dynamite. I will go in the back. You guys don't need to run through the carnage if something happens. Okay. I will. I will go first. I stick close to this guy, so. I'm thinking the middle. Um, I guess I'm right behind. Okay, okay, so, so we, we have, have the detective from front to back, first. we have Martin with yeah. his dog, 
Charity. With my uh, rifle, I guess. After Charity, we have... Gun. Gun yeah. is last. Rip is last. I got the dynamite. No one should be running through the explosion. Gun was the one that uh, shot the thing. Okay, well, I'll be waiting for him to pass. If you are waiting for him to pass, I need for you to roll a sanity check as all of that stuff happened with the corpse. Yeah, I pass. Okay, uh, so after Charity will be Gertie, and then Gun, and then Rip. I need everyone to roll a speed roll. What this is, is make a constitution roll, please, as you are booking it. Now, if I roll really high and I'm going really fast, can I choose to hang back? Yes. Okay. Is, is higher better for this situation? Lower is better for this situation. Right. Okay. Right. And there's no way I can push so, this roll at all. No. So if one was to roll a 96. Uh, actually, no, you can't push this roll. Uh, I'm going to push this roll. I succeeded. I succeeded. I succeeded. I got a 24. So I rolled a 96 and then oh, pushed. You got a hard pass. And then rolled a 92. Okay. So you could push it once more, but you get the fail, like the extreme failure. How far away are you? Maybe we'll use some luck. Oh, I rolled a 96 and then rolled a 92. Okay, no, so... No, I'm going to push one more time. Come on, you bastard! I'm going for the extreme. Okay, I got 31, but I'm going to smash some luck into this. How much luck are you throwing into this? Well, I have 68 luck, so... I got to pass it, right? So... You have to hit the extreme difficulty to, success on, to succeed on this. Yeah, but I just rolled 31, so it's not that much. Okay. Um, it's... 19. So I'll just use 19 points of luck. That takes me down to 57, 47. Uh, okay. That's the first bit of luck I've used. Um, Hard pass. You got it, right? Yeah. yeah. Hard success. Hard success. Nicely Hard done. Goal. Since everyone passed, everyone's going to move forward, but because uh, Charity and Gertie doubly succeeded, Charity is going to pull into the lead, <laughs> followed by Gertie, Followed by Martet and his dog. Um, basically, you stumble, but you manage to pull yourself back up to keep moving. Um, your smoker's lungs are not having fun with this no. right now. Uh, then gun, then rip. Rip. Yep. Crashing out of the trees behind you as you guys are running down this hill. You see wolves. Four or five of them at first follow in behind you. They're moving quick. They're moving very quick. Um, and they are panting heavy. And you see a... As the sun is setting around you, you see a red tint to their eyes. You guys are running down this curve. And I need for everyone to roll another speed roll, please. <clears throat> now, you can forego your speed roll Ooh, to, throw. to break down a barrier which will be five wolves behind you, or slow the people behind you if you would like, but you are foregoing your move. To do something? Yes. No, well, I just got a super success, an extreme success on con, so... Okay. What everybody else do? And this is this is just starting the con roll, right? Yeah. Yes. Speed? Yeah, so I had another extreme success. Extreme success? This is our hard success. I got an extreme. I had a regular success. Uh, I failed. 54 out of 50. You, you fail? Yeah. Do you want to use luck to push it or no? Sure. Uh, Martin? Success. Gun? Uh, 96. So I'm going to push. Because I feel yep. like I have to. 34. That's a success. Is that a hard success? No. Because you're pushing, you have to hit a hard success. I'll use four luck and hit a hard success. Okay. Rip. 
because you hit an extreme success with this, I will give you the option to do something to hinder those behind you. Okay. Um, can I? How would you like to hinder the wolves behind you? I'm going to pull out a jar and I'm going to yell, "Gun! Gun! Give me your Zippo!" Dexterity check from both of you, please. Ooh. I want to give him the Zippo. <laughs> I got a two. You got an extreme success. Yep. Uh, I got a hard pass. Hard pass. Okay. You are running and you're not even looking. You just pull out the zippo and toss it behind you. And with death skill, it bonks you in the head and you grab it. Yeah. Because you're a giant of a man. Yeah. Um, and you have the jar and you have the zippo. Yeah. And sticking out of the jar is it's the top of the dynamite. The top the of the dynamite with the wick. Yeah. Is that my whole turn or can I throw it too? You just got two crit extreme successes in a yeah. row. I'll give you this if you want. All right, yeah, I'm going to light it and toss it, like, over my shoulder and just fucking go. Okay. I'm also going to scream, BOOM! <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's French for dynamite. A <laughs> uh, raucous explosion erupts behind you. You hear a couple zips past your ear as rock and shrapnel and that was a piece of wolf uh, <laughs> fly past your head, but you actually get a shard of rock embeds itself into your shoulder. You're going to take three points of damage. You can have a dodge if you would like, but you have to hit a certain level of success. Why wouldn't you try it? Why wouldn't I try it? What's a certain level of success that I need? You need a hard success. Oh. In that case, I do not dodge. Okay, so you take three points of damage. Yeah. Oh, 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 And you keep booking. With the explosion, everyone around hears the shaking to the core, baleful howl. And it's coming from the woods just to your side. You're still on this elevated section, and this hill goes down for maybe 20 to 30 feet as you're curving away from this wooded area. But this howl is coming from these woods. Um, I'd like for everyone to do a spot hidden, please. Three. Hard success. Like a total of a three? Three. Okay. Yes, you will. That's on my spot hidden. It's going to go up again. I'm sorry. Uh, extreme okay. success. You're having a hard time with the dice. <laughs> I, I, I think we just traded places. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I succeeded. It so. was Terry's turn in the first round. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Everybody, everybody okay, so who succeeded? Extreme success. Extreme success? Why? Extreme success? Hard success. Hard success? Just a regular success. Just a regular old success. Just a regular old success. <laughs> <laughs> and a failure. Oh, my God. Gertrude, you turn, and you see some shape in there. Something is blocking vision within that the that copse of trees some large white shape and before you can give it too much mind you turn to keep running this thing mm -hmm. kind of spurns you off hard success you see this large white shape within the tree how large are we talking 10 feet tall okay and how wide close to six or eight just this gigantic white furred shape and as you are running, it leans down a little, and you see this massive maw open up, and drool and spit are dripping off of this maw, and you look up from it 
past the big red nose on the front of it, and you see eyes completely covered in blood and viscera. They're just red, and it has stained his fur all the way up his face as you see this massive wolf head with a slavering jaw kind of open. So is it is it facing me directly, and that's why it's, it's taller than it is wide? Like, if I see the profile of it, it's going to be like 20 feet long? Yeah, it, it would be yeah, absolutely okay. huge. All right. Extreme successes. You see all of this, but what you also see is all around him, there are dozens of wolves that are of varying heights, but they are all sitting. And as you're running, it lets up this other howl. You see erupting from its fur and from around it, these wolves all charge towards you. There's, uh, this is probably about 100 feet away, but it seemed to the two of you that these wolves were created out of it, and these things ran out of its chest towards you. But it's 100 feet away? It is 100 feet away. Well, I would like for everyone to roll constitution checks to keep running. Those of you that had the extreme success last round um, get double advantage on this. Uh, those who had the uh, hard success, so Adam, you get the single advantage. Okay. And this is on the uh, spot. Uh, Ooh, 13. My extreme is a 12 and I got 13, so still a hard success. Hard success, okay. Success. Extreme success. Okay, Charity. Charity had a normal success. Gertie? Normal success. New order will be uh, Gun pulls ahead of everybody. Running like Fucking hell. Uh, Martin, you uh, passed both of the girls, followed by Charity, Gertie, and in the back is Rip. And behind him is a dozen wolves. I'm prepared to jump on this backpack if I need to. Like, let's do this. You still have a lighter. Yeah. Oh, I know. You're yeah. set to go. Yeah. I stick the diamond in my beard and just light it as a fuse. You guys, you guys curve this corner, and uh, you've hit this spot that is uh, fairly rocky and loose. Good. Uh, as you are running, and you guys are running over top of this. You manage to keep your feet under you fairly well, but you note that in front of you, you are starting to see more wolves trying to come in to flank you. What would you guys like to do? How far away are they? <laughs> <laughs> How far off are they? How far off are the ones on the flank? They're a ways off. They'll probably get to you in a half a minute of running. Keep going then, I imagine. Well, I'm going to keep running. Yep. Yep. And I'm also going to yell at the top of my lungs, SHOOT THE DOG! Shoot the dog? Why shoot the dog? You don't have to outrun the wolves. You have to outrun the slowest member of your party. No, no, no don't shoot the nurse. <laughs> don't shoot the nurse. And, and don't shoot the best shot in the group, so. <laughs> Gunther the Hunter's the worst shot. Gunther I find that hilarious. I mean, Gunther the Hunted. <laughs> also, how dare you? We remember Gunther the Hunted. The Hunted. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna yell, shoot the dog, I'm gonna keep running. Okay. What if I shoot the dog, then I don't get to run, right? Yep. You're also in the front. Um, I'm gonna grab the dog and shoot the dog. <laughs> are you gonna cripple it or are you aiming to kill? 
It's, <laughs> you are a five foot three, 130 pound dude, and you're shooting a full grown husky by lifting it off the ground with one arm. Uh, I'm five four, 135 pounds, so. You're not lifting this thing off the ground Excuse without a strength. Uh, so you no, probably I'm not like holding it up. I mean, I'm going to lift his head up, is what I'm doing. I'm not like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, <laughs> and then I'll shoot it in the hip. Fuck, <laughs> dude. Okay, roll an attack. Do I get advantage as he stood yes. next to me? Yes. Yeah, you get advantage. And he, he trusts the you. dog. Double advantage. Yeah, double advantage because the dog trusts you. You're his friend. Does he trust me? <laughs> oh fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Hard success. Uh, the dog yelps out in pain. I'm sorry, internet. I, I'm so sorry. Um, the dog yelps out in pain. Can, I'm going to make sure that he he will not die for a long time, though. I'm shooting him. <laughs> We're being chased but I by, want, like... Yeah, but I want him to be in pain monsters. so that he's attracting... Like, this dog should be in a lot of pain to You have shattered its hip with a bullet. It's in a fair amount of pain. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I went a little... Motherfucker. <laughs> Dan needs a minute. Dan needs a minute. This has gone south on no, no. We, we bring our own horror to Call no, of I, I would like a constitution saving throw. Hmm. A constitution check from everybody, please. Okay, we run past this one person. <laughs> a two! Success. Success. Oh, you don't get. You, you, are, you are still oh, shooting a dog. Alright, uh, what do we got? Uh, Success for Gertie. Success. Failure. Extreme success. And your failure? Yep. Okay, so. Oh, rough, dude. That's what my mom says, too. <laughs> Charity and Gertie pull back ahead um, onto the gravel. You guys are now on the gravel here. Um, whereas uh, Martin stops to shoot a dog in the hip. In the hip. Painfully. Ensuring that uh, he shows a life. Which. You hear the yelp of the dog and hear your childhood pet, deep in the recesses of your memory. You hear it scream out in pain, and that causes you to stumble and, and slow down for the turn. Um, as this horrible act happens, this horrible, deplorable act of animal cruelty uh, happens. You're a neutral party is not on you to offer opinions on my actions. <laughs> Dungeon Master. I will though, and I say, good job. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rip is somehow energized by this display of this may this may just save my life though. Yeah, right. So so, so you you are booking it. You actually pass by Martin, and as you're going, you kind of grab Martin and you help Gun from stumbling as they are going. Right, so the so, three of us are moving. So together. the three of you are now moving together. That's your extreme. Further ahead, everyone's got their feet back under them, and you hear the sickening sound of ripping and tearing. They're going to be killing him fairly slowly, or you have more than the dozen wolves that are following. One more time. But this time, because you're all running on the gravel, you all have a penalty dice. What's a penalty die? Uh, you roll 2d10. You have disadvantage. So you roll the percentile dice, and you have... You take the lower of the... Sorry, the higher of the off. So 64. Um, mine was 68, but I'm going to bang some luck into this. Okay. What happens if I push when I have disadvantage? Uh, you roll again with disadvantage. With disadvantage. I got a hard success. With disadvantage. Yeah, I rolled a thirty-four, and mine is my heart is uh, forty. Is forty. Okay, I succeeded with luck. Gun. I uh, rolled a twenty-eight, and then a ninety-eight. <laughs> you may want to push this, my friend. Yes, I think I will push this. It's better with a ninety-seven 
Super failure. Okay, charity. Um. Oh, you're fucked. I got a I don't have 64. Make this better. Over 50. Do you want to um, push it to try to succeed? Yeah, or? I just roll it all again. Yep. But you're trying to hit your hard success, which you fail. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, By how much? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 80 something. <laughs> uh, Gertie? I fail. You fail. <laughs> I just shot a dog. I, I am just steamrolling past everybody. Yeah. You, at this point, you are running past people, and you can't. And you know what? I'm gonna. Which one? You say they're flanking, right? Which one is closer? Which side is closer? The left. I'm gonna veer towards the left. Okay. And start reaching, trying to find another. Okay. Uh, roll a dexterity check. Twenty. Yeah, that is a. Hard success. Okay, yeah, you grab another jar and you still have the Zippo with you. Yeah, I'm gonna light it and turf it as soon as I can. Okay. Towards them. Towards them. Okay. Uh, you hold on to it for a minute as you are booking down and you light it when you think you're within range and then you hurl this thing. I need for you to roll another dexterity. Attack, basically. As you're trying to throw a jar with dynamite in it as far as you can. Yeah, I'm really just trying to buy them time, so I guess yeah. I'm I'm sacrificing yeah. my next and and you are sacrificing your next move. We're gonna push that ninety four. Oh, oh shit! You now have to have a hard success. Rolls. I've never had so many high percentile dice rolls. Just a regular success. Yeah, I've got the luck to push it. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my luck. Okay. And I'm gonna get a hard success. Okay. Oh, that hurts. With another resulting boom that echoes through the valley, you see parts of wolf and dog spray across the. Uh, plane in front of you. Um, everyone is kind of stunned by this, and uh, they trip up on the gravel, but you cause this explosion. What this is going to do is going to give everyone just an automatic success for the next round. The wolves around you, there seems to be this dozen or so that are coming from the right flank, and then wolves are starting to peel off from behind you. You don't see this large shape anymore, this great big beast. You don't see it anymore. Um, and you are booking as hard and as fast as you can. You hit this um, open plain area, and it's kind of like that scene in Lord of the Rings where all of the horsemen are kind of descending uh, on your party, riding away as fast as you can. I need, we'll do one last constitution check for a speed roll. Another fucking two. Are you kidding me? You haven't normally succeeded. Four. Your first round, you had a normal success. Every other round, you've had a hard or a... I need a 60. Con is, con is my thing, man. Yeah. I need a 60, and I roll a 60. Cool. You got a success? Success. Success. Extreme success. Uh, I failed. Can I roll again? Yep. You can push it, but you have to get a hard success. <laughs> Which is going to be the top of those two small numbers. No. Can I, can I use my extreme to help? Uh, yeah, that, that would give you advantage. As you watch... She slips and I grab her by the she by the arm. <laughs> I also <laughs> had an extreme Rip. success. Roll it again. <laughs> Don't fuck this up. She rolled 50, 60, 70. So Gun and I are with Charity. Yep. Uh, you guys are trying to drag Charity along, um, <laughs> but she just can't keep her feet under her as the two of you blow past everybody. Um, as the three of you are trying to struggle to lift Charity up and get her moving. This 
uh, delay in the movement has cost you dearly as, as three wolves manage to actually get close enough to actually try to attack. So they are going to leap at you, hitting two of you. Right, we stopped to help you and we both got smoked. The three wolves uh, pull out. One of them kind of skids on the gravel, not being able to get a good a good footing for a pounce, but two of them do manage to pounce and jump towards the two of you. Dealing, uh, that would be rip and gun for rip those and gun. Can't, yeah, rip and gun. pointing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, dealing three damage to uh, rip and uh, two damage to gun. Do we not get a chance to oppose this? No. Not it's part all. of the chase mechanic? No. Not, not because, no, no, because yeah. it's a part of the chase yeah. mechanic. We can't fight back. Oh, good, good, good. I good, will good. pay you all a lot of money if we ever get back. You're that character in every disaster movie. If you save me, I will give you money. I'm very important. <laughs> I am very important. I don't know how to put this. <laughs> I know, I'm the deputy mayor. Um, next round. There's three wolves behind us yes. right now. Huh? I would like to stop and fire three shots. Boom, boom, boom. With my revolver. Burst. That won't go poorly. Roll it. <laughs> 81. That was a failure. How does a burst mechanic work? You have to roll a hard success. 12. So that's an extreme. Success. Okay. Third shot. Uh, it's straight 50, but I got an extreme with one of them. I held it sideways. That helps. You you turn and hear the growling and and guttural uh, slavering of the uh, wolves behind you, and you pop off the shots behind you. The two of you hear the zipping of a bullet real close to you as it embeds somewhere in the uh, trees behind you. The other one grazes off of uh, Rip's shoulder, dealing three damage. Oh, good. The third one, however, hits true. The one that is on top of... Who's got the better luck of the two of you? Uh, he's got more luck. <laughs> you got more luck? Oh, so he shoots your dog. Uh, the dog that is Thank on you. top of you. Uh, roll damage and add a d10 oh, for uh, critical... My damage is... 1d8 plus 1d4. I have done so well in all of my rolls, and I have lost, in this, 9 points. 11 points of damage. You catch the wolf in the head and it bounces back by the, just the, the stopping power of the bullet as it lands at your feet next to you. Uh, gun. Gertie, what would you like to do? Um, did we all stop to fight these things? Is that what's happening? Or? I, well, there was three of them. Now two. Oh yeah, and now you've stopped. Stop one and shot one. Keep running. I'm just kidding. I'll stop. <laughs> um, uh, you do see on the right up ahead of you probably about 50 feet are another large amount of wolves that are converging. Um, about a dozen. Okay, well, I will take halt and I will fire a shotgun at them in the just a, a general vicinity of the pack. Okay, See cool. if I can get as many of them with the... Roll an attack. Cool beans. Did you... You failed? Uh, yeah. You shoot the double barrel uh, shotgun. You hear a uh, odd thunking noise as the barrel jams. Excellent. Right. Yes. Oh, is it my turn? It is now your turn. All right. Paint for me a word picture, Daniel, of what's going to happen if I decide to fight a wolf. Are there more wolves going to land upon me? Uh, you are probably about a turn away from having more wolves descend upon you. Right. So if I stop to fight this thing, <clears throat> on their turn, they will just catch me anyway. 
Depends on how well you fight it, yes. What if, if I help? If you do not help, just run. If you manage to, instead of fighting it, like throw it off of you and then book it. Well, am I grappled right now? Uh, it, it is like on you, yes. You know what? You know what? I'm just going to take this carving knife and I'm just going to jam it right up into its fucking jaw. Yes. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, fuck. I'm going to spend... No, I'm just going to take the hard success on that. Okay. What does a hard success give me in addition to my freaking damage? You only get a bonus if you have an extreme level of success to damage. Okay. Uh, that would be eight points of Doesn't damage. really matter. You drive your dagger, your your big knife, up into the throat of this thing, and uh, red, like dark red blood starts pouring out, and you push it off of you. You can roll a con check to start booking it, if you'd like. I would like... Uh, can I push it? Yes, you can. Don't fuck me now. I fucked... Oh, no, that's cocked. It's not gonna matter. And I'm gonna need some luck. I'm gonna need some luck. Okay, cool. I'm running out of luck, guys. Me too. I'm running out of luck, but I succeed. Gun. Uh, so there's no dog on top of No dog on top of you. There's still one of them left, though? Uh, what? No. No. All, all three of them are gone? Uh, right. yours got exploded... I shot one. Uh, with with that shot, no, there's still one more wolf. It's the one that it's looking and looks about ready to pounce on uh, Cherry. I suppose I'll shoot at it and uh, continue to try to run. That is a success. Okay, roll damage. 14. 14. Okay, uh, it doesn't really matter. What kind of gun are you using? Uh, that would have been my riffle. Your riffle? Okay. Uh, with your riffle, you make a whiffle of the wolfle. Uh, <laughs> as you drill a hole straight through this thing, it it collapses. You can do a con to book it if you'd like. Yeah. Charity. Yep. That's a uh, con to book it. It's a hard success. Uh, it's almost an extreme, but I already did an extreme, no. so I'm not gonna. No. You have the luck right now. I do. Um, you had a hard success. Yeah. You get to roll another one here, as. Uh, Gun managed to help you up. That is a an extreme success. Yes. Nicely done. Fuck. Thank finally. You. God you go. damn. Um, damn. Yes. You you get to your feet and you just start hoofing it. As you round this corner, you see the outpost on the horizon, and you actually start to see where the sun would be as the sun is finally entering the last little bits of. Um, Daylight in the area. It is almost fully set. The sky has gone deep red as you guys are running away from all of these wolves. Um, and you start noticing that black crows are flying behind them towards you. However, good news. Uh, the three wolves you killed are descended upon by the wolves behind you. Almost all of the wolves stop and tear apart what were once their friends chewing and, and ripping these things apart, giving you guys some space from the wolf behind you. Got their cabinals. However. <laughs> don't however. You said like 20 fucking minutes ago for your last roll. So don't you fucking however me. I am however. dying. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more. There is a dozen wolves on the right that are coming towards you. How far away are they? They're about 30 feet from you. Can you throw a stick of dynamite 30 feet? 
The last time I did, I took three fucking points of damage, despite my two extreme <laughs> successes. So I'm not really looking forward to blowing myself up again. <laughs> this was after someone else failed a roll, didn't crit fail, but failed a roll, and I took fucking damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no. shit. Oh, no. I gotta push it. <laughs> no. These dice are banished. I told you, use those. <laughs> Okay, don't use those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I pushed my roll and got an extreme success. You pushed your roll and got I an pushed my success. roll and got 007. <laughs> I, I um, I'm gonna spend some luck to get a regular success. Okay. Grip. Well, I got a regular success. Okay. I just got a regular. I'm good. Uh, yeah. You failed. <laughs> yeah, I failed. Okay, so what that's going to do is that's going to drop your order. Martin's going to be in the front, booking it with all his French might, followed by Gertie, uh, followed by Rip, followed by Gun, and Charity's in the back. Charity, you slip on a loose uh, section of stone and fall. Uh, You are scrambling in the gravel. However, the wolves behind you are distracted. So, this might not be a horrible thing right now. Okay. Martin, you are running up and past, and you pass where these wolves are coming in. Um, You managed to get past everyone there. Gertie, you are just past these wolves. Rip? Nope, and stand back to help her. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Rip and gun, these wolves converge on the path in front of you. Torch and lighter. Back, foul beasts. <laughs> no, it's not D&D. Okay, uh, roll uh, intimidate with advantage. Sure. No. Same thing? With advantage. They don't like the fire, though, right? That's they don't. On. No. I'm going to use some luck. I'm going to be successful. Okay. Uh, you manage to keep the wolves back as Charity makes it to her feet and joins you. The two of you see a clear road in front of you. There are no wolves imposing, and you see on the distance the outpost as it gets closer and closer as you're running. However, you hear the howls of wolves behind you. And as you look over your shoulders, you see this dozen or so wolves between you and the rest of your group. So, being at the top of initiative, what would you like to do? I will throw a Molotov cocktail into the pack of wolves. Roll a dexterity. Attack. 39, which is probably really very good. You overhand a lob this thing down, and while you guys are standing there waving Forgot your torches it. in front of you, this lit, because I'm being nice, uh, Molotov cocktail lands amongst the group of wolves. This, this spreads out, and the wolves scatter from the flame. There's a patch of fire in front of you, and the wolves behind you are growing eerily quiet or quieter as they are ripping into their friends. I'm giving you guys one more turn. Through the fire, friends. Just jump through it. I need a constitution roll with disadvantage. So. Uh, nope. I'm just going to take the 93. Okay. Uh, you're going to run through the fire. My con is an 80, though, so I don't fail by a whole lot. No, no, you don't. You're just going to take a point of damage. Good. As you, as you, you know, run through fire. Rip. All right, gun. 
Yeah. Your turn. What are you doing? Uh, I, I want to get out of there. Are you going to run through the fire? Well, it's either run through the fires or run through the wolves. Yep. Fire. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's an 88. That's not going to be good. Good year, though. Uh, oh, should I use some luck? Do you have 28 points of luck? Yeah, I got 55. That's half your luck, man. Now's the time. Yeah, it's either going to be half my luck or, or half die. my life. Yep, lucked. You run through, ducking and weaving through the flames, following the footpath of the giant that preceded you. Charity. I'll run through the fire. Okay. Alright, here we go. 38. Yeah. Yeah. You make it through with nary a uh, flick of flame. uh, (laughs) Caressing your skin. (laughs) Of course. You guys make it past the wolves. The fire from the Molotov is separating them from you, and you guys manage to push towards the gate. You hear the distant howls and growls and uh, yips and various other noises. Uh, The birds seem unimpeded, and as you reach the outpost... You uh, uh, see that the gate is open in front of you, and lining all of the building tops all around you are crows. What would you like Just to do? Just get in the fucking buildings. Yeah, okay. Let's go and find Mickey. Okay. You guys make your way into the outpost oh, sorry, around, and you see the front doors of the uh, uh, residences busted open. Winky! There's no response. However, you do hear a whimper from the mess hall. Revolver out. Revolver out. Revolver out. I shall enter the mess hall and yell, Arrest, police! (laughs) You turn the corner to the mess hall, and much like the scene in the kennel outside, it is a gory mess of dog and fur and bone. Dogs have been eviscerated left, right, and center. Not a single one (coughs) in this room seems to be alive until you locate where the whimper is. And behind the kit, like one of the tables that has been propped up, you see one of the smaller of the dogs cowering there. And he's covered in blood, but he is alive. Is he in pain? Uh, I don't know. How well do you know dogs? Roll in nature check. I know if one of them is bleeding. Natural world. You don't know where the blood that is on him is coming. If, if coming oh, the rest of us in the building now, too? Mm-hmm. Are we all running in? Everyone's in the building. Wakey! Natural world? Uh, 55 against a 10. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like any of the blood's coming from him, but you can't be too sure. I'll attempt to lift the dog up onto his feet. Do me a favor, roll a persuade. With advantage. 39. So, that's Phil. That's a fail for Persuade? Okay. Uh, you go to pick up the dog, and it cringes away from you and uh, pushes itself further back. You guys hear no sound of Winky. Um, however, what you would, what you do note is that the sun finally fully sets, and with the setting of the sun, the aurora borealis in the sky lights up, and it is a deep, dark red. Almost blood red. Can I pull the doors closed so they were kind of like busted? They, they're they're busted open, yeah. But can, can I like? We, is there bookshelves or something we can put against? Well, I picked up two feet of chain earlier. Is no, this but the I same thought they were like splintered. Building that this Keith is the residence. Would be in? This is yeah. the same building that Keith would be in. Okay, I'm gonna run upstairs. Okay, you run on upstairs. Yeah. There is a bunch of tables in the mess hall, which is right next to these doors. Oh, the doors as well. broken? Is that what? It is? They are broken. 
they have been broken open by something. All right, I suggest we pass through the mess hall and close the interior doors yeah. and barricade those. Um, the stairs that go upstairs are from the lobby, not the mess hall. <clears throat> no, I know. I said we pass through the mess hall, barricade there, and then we're in the foyer and we can head upstairs. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, you you barricade all that, and then you guys... Uh, what are you doing with this dog? Let's take the dog. Yeah. Gonna try to take the dog? Yeah. Okay. After a couple minutes of, like, trying to coax it and, and draw it out, um, the dog finally comes with you. And, and you it knows your scent. It knows who you are, so it will follow you. You guys manage to get upstairs. I'm gonna name him Lucky. You make your way upstairs, and you see uh, Gertie standing, looking into a room. Gertie! In front of you is a macabre scene of gore and viscera. You see the bottom half of the geologist. He is torn in half, and you see, judging by the looks of this room, he is laying on top of Kelvin, Deputy Deputy Mm -hmm. Keith. He's laying on top, and his lower extremities are just gone. Keith's are there, but uh, uh, Lenny's are gone. Leonard. His missing legs? His missing legs. Is he still alive, though? You don't know yet. You're just, this is the scene you see. I'd like a sanity check, please. I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it takes you a minute to kind of process this, and in that minute, you hear your group come up the stairs, and they join you. I'm. I'm gonna run into the room. You're gonna run into the room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do as you run into the room? I'm going to try and pull the body of half of Leonard. Okay. As you pull the body, it gasps, and he goes, "Ow!" And you throw him on the ground. Like, but like. Well, that just certainly should not happen. <laughs> uh, um, you look down and you see that he is pale. He's clearly in advanced shock, and this must have just happened. What would you like to do? Um, I will try and speak at him, okay. if possible. <laughs> um, what did happen? If you can speak, I'm like trying to like. Uh, he's he's him. he's gasping. Ugh. The white hunter came. White hunt? What? Uh, it came attracted by the dogs. It busted in. I I tried to get up here to save, but it caught me. Uh, And he expires. Oh, goodness. And then Keith coughs. Does he look, like, untouched by other things? He looks unhindered. Interesting. Can you do me a favor, roll a medicine check for the room? Sure. I need to expend luck to make that a hard success. Is that something you can do? Just luck? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I will do that. Because I'm very close. So, hard success. Hard success. Uh, you look around and you actually are starting to put together this uh, image of what happened. It looks like something came downstairs. Busted in the doors, kicked in the doors to the mess hall, and destroyed all of the dogs. Mm -hmm. And as Lenny tried to get away, it tore him in half. And he dragged himself into this room to make sure that Keith was protected. Uh, 
man. What would you guys like to do? Keith's alive. He's breathing. He's just unconscious. Can we Probably move? with a fever. Can we move him? I mean, do I feel like we should? How are we moving him? We don't have dogs for dogs. a sled anymore. Uh, <laughs> at which point I arrive. <laughs> <laughs> with, with your with one the dog. runt of the litter. I've named him Lucky. I, I hope he improves your aim. Uh, <laughs> I killed one of those wolves. So. And you nearly killed me. I gotta point my bullet wound. It's a grazing. <laughs> um, can I perform first aid on um, Rip? Are we kind of pausing to do looking at wounds and things for this moment? Well, yeah. Has anyone else taken wounds like I have in this? Well, I took some. Uh, I'd probably scrape my knee. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually unbelievable how you didn't get hurt. No, I, I took no damage. In fact, we got out pretty easy. Yeah, we're good. Um, She's got no one to roll them. Um, I'll start taking out my med kit and be like, alright, anybody that needs anything done, have a seat. I have three wounds. Can I get three checks on this? Well, I'll do one. <laughs> um, do we do first aid or medicine when it's just like a patch up? First aid. First aid. Do you get advantage or whatever because you have a first aid uh-huh. kit? You do. With first aid. How does one perform first aid? Oh, here we go. Oh, uh, I'll use the first aid kit. We've got a three of them. While all this is happening, I'm taking off my finest coat and laying it over. (laughs) Uh, Which, by the way, saved you from a lot of damage. You pull this uh, piece of armor that you had. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. And you lay it down, and it's covered in scratches, and and, uh, it saved you from a lot of damage. Um, So when I succeed, what occurs? Uh, He gets a hit point. You get a hit point back. If you hard success, you get to D3. I got a hard success. <laughs> yeah? A hard success, uh, who are you using on? Rip or gun? Rip. I'll do rip, then I'll come over there nice. and do you. three. So I've used a kit, you've used a kit. How I... many uses do we get from these kits? One. Can I use the last kit on you? Uh, no, you're many, probably not worth it. I have two kits. Well, I just used one on rip. Okay. I'll use the second on you. Okay. Yup. Yup, extreme. You get a d6 hit points. Oh. Everyone's coming out relatively damage free. Can I push this roll? No. no. What did you roll? Three. How many hit points you got? Oh, I got eight now. I'm back up to 13. Um, can I do a check on Keith if he'd survive travel? Yeah, medicine. Can I help somewhat? I don't know how. Just uh, like aid the nurse. Roll a medicine, and if you succeed, you will get advantage on your roll. Cool. Oh, uh, I won't even bother. Someone else with a medicine. I need to roll yeah, one. No, Do I have time. medicine? Do you know what? I'm really good at first aid, but I have nothing in medicine. All right. Um. So that's a success. He'll probably need assistance. Maybe someone will like have to kind of take a lot of his weight. Uh, but sure. I'm gonna build a stretcher. This would have been standard military training, right? Yeah. To be able to lash stretch it together. Yeah, yeah you could sure. break a bed up or something. Yeah, exactly. We'll use blankets and... and sort of boards everywhere, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll build a stretcher. And instead of shooting the dog, we just drop him and run. The dog? You, like you did last time, you know? We have to run again? That was necessary. We can't We can't shoot Lachlan. Lachlan. Yeah, no, 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 we'll drop, we'll drop Keith. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's unconscious, right? He's, a, he's unconscious. Fuck that guy. Uh, he, he's unconscious right now, yeah. Yeah, he's unconscious. So he won't know. Okay, so you guys get all of this wrapped up and done. Um, let's have a listen checks all around, please. Two. I can't hear anything. I, I got hear extreme. Nothing. I am focused. You have had the shittiest luck this round. <laughs> yeah. You're really good at shooting, though. On paper. 
Not actually. <laughs> not when rolling. Um, yeah. Um, I got a two. I got an extreme success, Dungeon Master. You got an extreme success? Fail. I heard nothing. Success. Just a normal success? Okay. Uh, your regular success. Uh, you hear a the sound of one of the gates moving. Guys, the gates! Terry. What? You hear, very specifically, um, a low chant as someone is opening the gate. Do I recognize the language? You don't. Um, however, it sounds sounds native. Mm. This low native chant that just is filling the compound. There's a chant. Do you hear that? I didn't. Can I? No. no. Uh, you 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 would eventually pick it up. Yeah. Can yeah. I look at the window to spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard pass. Okay. You look out the window and you see uh, fleeing into the horizon the crows that were perched on on the top, and they they're long gone. You also see surrounding the camp, which is dimly lit with the aurora, um, the figures of dozens of humanoid shapes on the border of the camp. And then standing in the middle of the camp is a man of maybe five feet tall wearing a big heavy parka. He's got stark white hair and deep brown skin. And he is sitting there singing this song and he's kind of just dancing in the middle of the camp. Charity, do you know what he's saying? Oh, I can't see you. <laughs> 54, yes. Yes, I can. Okay. You hear this song, and you actually recognize the song. It is a song of um, protection. It is a story. Most of these native songs have these uh, narrative aspects to them, and it's the story of a young hunter who, when uh, trapped in the woods and oppressed by evil, um, was saved by this uh, god of light. And uh, he is singing this song and as this uh, god of light descended upon them uh, this hunter who, who um, was trapped and harried by wolves and beasts and various other evils uh, it was the people who were gifted to him as a protector that pulled him out of this and brought him to safety and that's what this song is about and you you are it's a beautiful song he's it's quite well done well practiced um and he sings and then after a couple minutes you guys hear this old uh voice scream out and go um hello the wolves are gone you can come out now uh, yeah, I'll, I'll walk out with the uh, rifle in my hand just you know not point out just you know Ready to go. I'll go out with my rifle. I'm going to stand in the door and block the doorway with my body holding the shovel. Okay. Um, you stand in the doorway. The two of you work around him and go outside. Um, and I'm a, what are you guys doing and what's Keith doing? Well, I'm going to stay upstairs with Keith. Um, okay. And I'll probably just look out the window. Heroically. Yeah. Charity's okay. heading over to the repository. You, you're bringing your gun. Yeah, I'm bringing my gun with me. But okay. I'm definitely going outside too. As you go outside, you actually see a uh, this man before wearing his uh, 
animal furs and, and um, large parka. But the person talking is standing beside him. And this is a sun-darkened skin uh, white man who has salt and pepper hair, a rather large beard, and a weary look to him. He's, he's older, um, probably in his 60s. And he's wearing same like native style for parka and, and boots. And he's got a cane. And he is kind of leaning heavily on the cane. Uh, as you guys come out, and he goes, Oh, well, you are all in an absolute terrible position. Um, and he walks forward and looks at you and goes, An officer of the law, are what? you? And uh, might I ask who you are? Uh, he grins and goes, uh, My name is Dr. Vincent Manning. Um, I <laughs> used to run this facility when I had to leave abruptly, say about 37 years ago. About 37 years ago? Yes. Yes, I have lived with the Wolfjaw tribe since those days. Hey, what uh, brings you... My Quebec accent is going to get more exaggerated. Yep. Hey, what uh, brings you back here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, When we heard the great white hunter was in the region and we saw the crimson skies and the omens were cast that um, people were in trouble. We came to answer. And as he is saying this, the final bits of the sun is setting in the distance and uh, it is fully gone and just the aurora is over you now. Hey, why is this red? He looks at the sky and goes, that's a very astute question. Um, However, this is not the place. This land is cursed by an evil, ancient, and vile. If you will come with us, we will take you to our camp, which is protected against the beasts and those who follow this evil. And we can inform you of what is going on there. All, and he counts three of you, four of you, as he points up and sees you with the gun. Hi, where are we going? Uh, now, when you say White Hunter, you're talking about the large wolf-like thing? You have seen the, the White Hunter. Oh, if that's who it it's is. It's taken yes. the form of a wolf this time. Uh, apparently. He nods. That is one of its many forms. What are the other forms? It has appeared as a ancient bird. It has appeared as a massive mountain of a polar bear once. There are legends which my 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 friend here can tell you. Um and I'll I can translate, of course. Do any of you speak Inuit? I assume not. I do. And he looks up, shocked, uh, and goes, This is uh, Chief Nakaw. He is uh, my trusted friend after these many decades. But uh, we cannot tarry here much longer. We must make our way to the camp. We We should definitely believe this guy. Do you believe him? Mm-hmm, because 
from what I read in the Inuit journal. Fear the beast, they are his messengers. The crows with the red eyes are his messengers. That's what I'm getting from this. Right. And when he came and like played that song, they all flew away. So, we so the messengers are, so the birds and I think the wolves too are watching us. So I think it would be best to... But they went, went all right. I'm standing in the doorway, I can't hear any of this shit, so... Uh, I'm still upstairs with Keith. Yeah, uh, it's up to you three. I believe you. Gunther? Uh, I mean, Gunther. Gunther. Gunther's into it. Uh, maybe we should look in the rest of these guardhouses for stuff before we leave, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, even as I'm going to ask you, hey, do you have any uh, ammo or... Uh, we don't use those newfangled pistols and whatnot. No, uh, we use bows and arrows. Let's go and find some ammo. Uh, we we need to go. Right now. Gather your friends and we should leave. If not, Naka and his tribe will leave you here to the wolves. And my friend, believe me, that is a literal to the wolves. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna wave at you guys. I got the message, I'm gonna go upstairs to get you. Okay. Uh, were you building a stretcher? Well, I was prepping him for travel, and you uh, were trying to build the right. structure. That actually reminds me of one thing. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he turns to you. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> with your nice little pup named Lucky. And he goes, um, the dog has to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Without a second thought, huh? Why? (laughs) (laughs) I am running back down the stairs, shovel in hand, ready to do battle. I have been been in this territory for 24 hours and I am sick to Chris already. (laughs) So, yes, I know the dog will die. (laughs) Okay, yes, shoot the dog. And the the old old man kind of goes, well, that's one way to do it. Um, oh my god, what happened? He shot the dog. Oh, something attacked him. Oh, yeah, he does that. I gotta turn my horse back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gunther, help me build a stretcher. Hey, do they have, do you uh, have any lantern oil? We use fire, not lantern oil. We use the rendered fat of the animals we hunt for fuel. Does that work the same as lantern oil? In a way, but we don't carry it on I'm going to pull out a Molotov cocktail and shake it and go, can I make one of them out of your seal fat? It is possible. <laughs> can I get some? When we get back to the camp. Okay, okay, let's go. All right. We can. Yeah, I'm going to bring everybody over. All right, I, what do I need to do to build a goddamn stretcher? Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, you got like broken up. Uh, there's no roll for this? I could just... No, you just, you just do it. Cool. Um, and you guys put Keith down on it, and uh, as you're walking, uh, the old man just who walks down next well. to you okay. um, <laughs> just goes, So what is the story with the man in the stretcher? Was he bitten? Uh, was he bitten? My nurse eyes only see tears. No bites, from what I can see. No bites. We will have to examine him when we reach the camp. Now, are you carrying the other end of this, or is this a sledge that I'm dragging? Yeah, I'll carry the other end. Alright. Gun is carrying the other end. Okay, so you guys are doing that. Um, 
the old man is going to walk over and be uh, and, and pull out a long curved knife, and he's going to walk up to Keith on the thing and goes, "I'm just going to test him, and we'll see how he does when he gets back to camp." No problem. And he grabs his ear and cuts off his <laughs> right ear on the spot the and throws the ear on the ground. All right, let's go. I switch you back to Quebec. Hey, what? <laughs> what was that? At this point, I need everyone to roll a spot hidden. What do I roll for? What the fuck are you? What the fuck? Didn't realize that uh, Vincent Van Gogh was out here cutting other no. people's ears off. I succeeded. I did not succeed. Succeed with a thirty-eight. Succeed. <laughs> um, those of you who witnessed this. Um, which, by the way, what are you doing with your four suitcases? Someone's gonna have to carry them. I'll carry this one. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you guys actually see, after he cuts off the ear, you are all shocked and surprised. And you look around at the rest of the people here. And at this point, you now notice that none of them, to a person, have a right ear. I'm going to ask Vincent why he's cutting the ears off. You will see when we get back to oh the camp. Oh my god. The, Our, Vincent doesn't have, a, have an ear? Vincent doesn't have a right ear either. It is gone. I mean, we're gonna... it, yeah, okay. Um, I think we have enough room for two of your bags. We can put them on the bottom end of the stretcher here. Alright, well, I grab my bag of money and bag of my finest clothes and... She spends 25 minutes reorganizing her clothing, so it's all... I do. <laughs> and that and time I can't like, wrap up home piece. without it. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, you wrap up his wound on his ear. He, he winces in his unconscious state, but is mostly fine. You walk through the darkness, and as you walk through the darkness, you know that there's d- multiple dozens of people standing on the border of, of the town have now collected and you are walking as a large bodied troop through and you note that as you move every second person on the outside row is singing this song as you travel through the darkness spot hidden's all the way around please success Success. Look at that extreme success. Yes. Probably. Is that a hard success or an extreme? Uh, let's, I guess that's hard. Oh, it's spot hit in 25. Uh, it's just a normal success. Okay. I failed, but I pushed it. I passed. Okay. I failed. Okay. I succeeded. I succeeded. Okay. Uh, those of you who have succeeded, uh, as you're going, on the edges of your vision, keeping their distance, are a smattering of crows as you are walking, and they are keeping an eye on you as you move through the wilderness, but they are not approaching. These are these giant crows. These giant five-foot crows, yeah. And you guys march for a fair amount of time, and you reach this uh, quickly put-together camp, and there are torches lit all the way around the perimeter, uh, creating this bright light, um, and... Uh, the tents themselves are made out of white fur, and they are reflecting and radiating this light out to a certain time, uh, to a certain degree. And you make your way into the town, and there is a 
um, there are several large bonfires that are set up in the town, and you see uh, children. Uh, What's the scope of this town? Are we talking dozens of tents? It, dozens of tents. So there are hundreds of torches? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. You enter this uh, town and you see children kind of peeking their head out from tents and and uh, old women and old men kind of meandering through, young men with torches uh, and, and spears m- moving throughout, and they all welcome this older gentleman who is leading your group, this, this Chief Nakaw. And uh, as you get to the camp, um, uh, Vincent turns to you and goes, So it is late. We have arrived. We have several tents that will be made ready for you and your friends in a moment. Um, Now is the time we can talk about your questions, if you would like. Um, Can we get get him some medical attention first? Um... We will not get him medical attention until we see if he passes the test. And he leans over and looks at him and goes, He's doing all right. Hi, what is the test? Um, if your ear grows back, we kill you and burn you. And he pulls out his knife. Who first? Stop. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't speak uh, Inuit, but the bullet sounds the same in every language. Yes, but you will run out of bullets before we run out of spears. And if we are to determine if you are infected, this is the only surefire way. I'll pull out my hunting knife and cut off my own ear. Take two points of damage. (sighs) Two for an ear? (laughs) Two for an ear. Wait, wait, you got a really sharp knife. One damage. Why ear? Now you tell me. <laughs> Why ear? Because there's no bone, so it grows back quicker. Hell, okay, so I'm pretty sure that I'm not infected, right? I don't want to cut my fucking ear. There must be another way to tell. There has to be. It's gotta be another this way. This is insane. If someone is infected, this is the only well, surefire the... way we have discovered. Will scars heal? If you're infected. If you were infected after the scar was made, no. But, uh, what about before? Yeah, he got some, he got shot, someone shot me. Like a fucking hour ago, someone shot me. (laughs) Your scars will stay if you were infected now. If you were infected before, then your wounds would have closed. So I'm obviously not infected? I show him the freaking shoulder wound. He looks and goes... It's possible, but if you would like to spend any time, we have to be sure. With our <laughs> methods. I'm good. I wouldn't go that far, you were bleeding like a stuck pig. If you if you do my finger, I'll do your finger. Just the end, just here. Why the left hand. How about like an ear lobe? Just a, just a little bit. Why does it have to be the, the whole ear? The entire ear has to go. But why? But is this the entire ear or the end of the finger? Pardon? I'll do the end of the pinky. Pardon? Can I do a first aid check to get my hit point back? Yes, you can. Thank you. So close. So who is next? (laughs) We're good. We'll do ourselves. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Put that down. Young miss. Hi. (laughs) Unfortunately, everyone must pass the test. This this, this counts, right? I'm not going to maim this man. 
for no reason. Sure. It will count. It is ultimately not up to me. I'm just the only one that speaks your language. It's up to them. And you look up to see, like, there are three older older gentlemen now. Uh, sorry, two older gentlemen and one older woman who are all wearing these large, uh, elaborate neck pieces on top of their uh, parkas and everything else in the cold. And uh, they are just standing stoically observing. And Naka is standing. Just do the, the end. Just do the end. You stay away from me. Can I? I don't know. Can I try to persuade them? Uh, because you speak their language, yes. Okay. Hey, yo, tell them about me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ready to go with. <laughs> Wait, let's just see how this plans out. Yeah. <laughs> that is an extreme success. Oh. Yep, this might work out. Okay. So. I would like to say we've been traveling and just really tired. We're very tired. Um Rosie all have wounds already. <laughs> everyone has yeah, like what you said, everyone has wounds. It's not necessary. You don't have wounds, you're the only person here that doesn't have any wounds. Uh, I scraped Chief, me. <laughs> Chief Naka. <laughs> Chief Naka is stunned that you speak Inuit. <laughs> Um, and he turns and goes, your accent is flawless. Where did you learn to speak our tongue? Right? I went away to school for about four years. And my father... What is your business in our lands? My father was a part of the gold rush. And he oh, he was one of the white men seeking riches in the hills. Yes. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, welcome. Uh, judging by your wounds, we can't fully trust your party. Those could have just been made before you arrived. So, what we will do is we will put you all in a tent and it will be guarded. And if those wounds do not disappear, we can trust you for your time, but you will have to leave. Only those who bear the mark will be able to stay. Also, I'm uh, curious because you say we'll go back. But everybody here only has one ear, so... <laughs> if it grows back, that's a bad thing. Oh, right. Why? Yeah. No, I'm not cutting my finger up. I'm gonna pull up my carving knife. <laughs> my big-ass carving knife, and I'm gonna walk over. Pretty sure I owe you one. No. For the, uh, bullet wound. If I did not shoot a wolf, then you would be dead, so... Uh, if you didn't shoot a wolf, he'd have been dead. You missed my wolf and you shot me. Uh, uh, and I don't want these guys to kill you, so this is for your own good. Uh, je ne pas well, a knife sounds like a knife in any language. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, come close, I uh, and roll persuasion. Roll persuasion. No. I so if I'd our wounds don't heal, then that means we're infected. If your wounds don't heal, that means you are human, and thus your wounds, and thus you are not infected. Yeah. If, your, not if your wounds, if your wounds do heal, then you are infected and will be killed. And oh my god, it's like fire. a witch trials. So, if so we can choose to be in this tent for a time, and then potentially be okay to be here? But be asked to leave in the morning. Oh, I'm alright with that. I didn't want to come in the first place. Well, do we really have to leave in the morning? If you do not have... If you do not go through the trial, then you are 
are not allowed to stay. This place is safe. I'm staying here. Why would we, why would we stay? <laughs> I think we should sleep on it. Let's stay the night and then figure it out in the morning. Agreed. We, we need to stay. Magical checks. Nurse, you're not getting any sleep. Sorry. I know these guys are going to whine about their wounds. I'm still I'm still down three hit points. So. Was that all? What did you do? You're back up? No, I'm still down a bunch. Okay, I uh, do your medical checks. Well, I'll let the critical people get done first. Oh, splendid! <laughs> you are the worst nurse ever. Look at your home, Megan. Just rolled a ninety-two. Yeah. You doing okay over there? Um. I do you have any arrows? Can I do it for myself? Yes. God, yes. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, that's a, uh, as a matter of fact, that's a hard Everyone success. is a better medic than the medic. <laughs> well, we've all been to war. She's very young. You're very young, you will learn. Watch what I do. Let me see what I've learned from watching you heal yourself. Does she get advantage? <laughs> you get advantage. Thank Christ, because that was a critical failure. <laughs> oh my God, Megan. Medicine? Yeah. No? You guys are going to be in the camp for a little while. They're going to keep you to the tent, but... Um, you do note that some, uh, um, Vin- Vincent is going to join you in the, uh, tent, um, just to keep you company. Uh, it's been a long time since he's actually conversed with someone in English, so he's incredibly excited about it. Fucking, I'm cutting my ear off. And, uh... I'm doing it right now. You're doing it right now? Oh, I don't, I don't talk oh, to Oh, good. Um, would you like to use my knife? Is like my sharp one? I'm going to use the sharp I one. guarantee this is sharper than your knife. Alright, okay, okay. There it goes. Take a damage. Is there a fire in this tent? There is not a fire in this tent. And I shall not throw your ear into a fire. Hey, are you healing me? Uh, yes, it was a success on a medicine well? check for you. You've got enough, man. Uh, I mean, no, no, no. She got success. Regular success on a medicine check for me. On a medicine D3. check, D3. Two? Two. There you go. I'm going to do one for myself. Can I back? Yeah. Hold on. I cauterize my head. Here you go. That's an extreme success. Jesus, that's a critical success. That's that a zero my, one. That was for myself. For yourself? Yeah. For yourself? Yeah. You're playing your nurse how I played my cleric. Uh, critical success on a first aid? Ah, uh, that was a medicine. That was a medicine. Okay, so D3, D6. Uh, give yourself... a uh, D10, D10. Everything's a D10 in this game. Two. Two. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to to gun. Uh, well, let's go talk to the people that know what they're talking about. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody else is in here. But well, everyone else is in here talking to Vincent. Let's go. Let's go talk to the others. Okay. And, and know what what the natives know. Perhaps um, we should take the. Do you want me to come with you to translate? I was gonna say perhaps we should take the Inuit spirit with us. Please, take him. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> it's probably best for uh, Mister Noir over here mm. if you were to come with us. Let him. Okay, fantastic. I will. Uh, uh, and he stands up Gosh. from a sitting position, uh, grabs his cane. It was a pleasure to meet you. I hope you don't grow anything, so we don't have to kill you in the morning. Can't and he leaves. I'm just going to keep telling him I don't speak English until he fucks off. Right, uh, you guys go and speak to the elders. Uh, you are led by Vincent to the elders' tent. And as you walk in, you see uh, three elders and a skinny old 
uh, woman. She is uh, draped in loose furs. Uh, she has a large headdress on her head inside this tent. And you make your way in and you see uh, fires warming this room and she has a bunch of bones inside of a cup. And she is sitting there chanting to these bones in the cup. And then she throws the bones on the ground and spits. Um, and then scoops it all back up and uh, waddles her way over to uh, Nakaw, who leans over, hears what she has to whisper, and grunts low and uh, sorrowfully, and then turns to you. And he says something in the Inuit language, and Vincent goes, he would like to know how you got all wrapped up in this nonsense. Okay, and in the name of expediency, I shall tell him the truth. Rapidly. Here it is. You lay the truth out to Naka, and, and uh, Vincent translates. And as he's translating, there's a couple of moments he goes, Whoa, wait, what? You found dynamite? They still have the dynamite? Yep. It's on my purse. I'm not leaving. You've got dynamites here? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell him that part. Okay. It. They don't like the boom. It attracts the great white hunter. Oh, it attracts them. That's good. Does it also attract them blowing up? Um. There was a rumor back in my day where a series of ambitious individuals tried to set a trap for the great white hunter. It is said it laughed it off like it was nothing more than a breeze. How long ago was this? 37 years. I'm sorry, the legend was 37 years old, or the, this happened 37 oh, years no, ago? Oh, no, the legend would have been the cycle before that, so 74 years ago. Well, TNT has come a long way in the last 74 years. We have the new Chinese black powder, and I know a thing or two about this, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. No, all right. And then he turns and says some stuff to the chief, who then responds and um, says back, you have chosen the most unfortunate of times to come to Radiance Valley. Um, this is the end of the cycle. Every 37 years, the beasts rise up, and the Lord of Shadows will make his way into this realm. Okay. You're hearing this, dude? Who's the yeah. Lord of Shadows? Um, some call him the king of worms. Some call him the patriarch of pain. But, uh, from what their history tells them, he goes by the name Nyarthlatep. Uh, Nyarthlatep. He seeks to break <laughs> into this realm and control all life within. Enslave all of humanity. Alright, and he tries this every 37 years. Yes. What stops him? This tribe have been protectors and guardians of the caves for time immemorial. But the recent incursion of men has given Nearthletep a little bit more of a foothold to take advantage of. 37 years ago, when the mining operation was going, he used the miners, and it took us caving in his followers 
to stop it. Was that you? I was part of that, yes. What happened that to the is others? when I, I am the only survivor. I pushed the plunger. 74 years ago, it was a couple of the Gold Rush men had found their way to this cave and formed a settlement that named this Valley Radiance. Um, and after a couple years of starting the mine and stripping it of its gold, discovered the odd metals that resided within. And I go, these metals? And I pull out one of the rods. Uh, the entire room loses their crap that you have one of those in here. I'm not going to pull out the other 11 then. The, the <laughs> chieftains stand up and back up and the several uh, um, hunters that are in the room that are kind of protection lower their spears on you. Vincent goes, um, they want you to throw that in the fire right now. Uh, he sees iron. Yeah, sure. And I throw it in and it just... It... it bubbles and it, with the heat of the iron it sorry with the heat of the fire it slowly starts to glow this hot orange color and when you throw it on the fire everyone seems to calm down and uh, take their seats weapons are stowed again why was that why okay he sees through the metal he sees through the beasts he sees through the metal he sees through all of it it's how he influences Okay. If you have been in touch with that metal for too long, you will be infected. Just picked it up like 20 minutes ago. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> the ear will tell. Yeah, I, I got an ear. Literally, the one. Yeah. Um, my friend back in the day got a sliver. And through that sliver of metal in his bones, he shifted into something that needed to be put down. Okay. Now, I just want everyone to bear with me and take a deep breath. Um, and I'm just gonna, like, pull out the backpack and, like, hunch over so no one can see in it. I'm just gonna start pulling out rods and throwing them in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking magician sleeve of handkerchiefs. Make sure you don't throw the dynamite. No, no, no. I don't want to see the dynamite, but there we go. So just, I throw 11 more of these rods in. Can you do me a, a favor? Uh-huh. Can you roll it? I, I, I guess you're not doing this really stealthily. No, I, I don't want. No, I just don't want them to see the dynamite. Okay, roll a sleight of hand. Can I? Can I use a stealth? Yes, you can use a stealth. Okay, thank God. I'm gonna push it for two for a success. Okay. Yeah, you dump all of this in, and they are stunned that you carried that much with you, and all of them are inspecting your ear, and like their gazes, they're they're not looking at you in the eyes anymore. They're looking at your ear. That's it. That's all I had. Okay. Um, no splinters. He leads you back to the tent if uh, the two of you have nothing else to discuss. I'm going to go for a good long wander through this place. Unattended. That's not going to happen. I'm going to try. Are you actually going to try? Yeah, I want to go look at the perimeter. I want to see what they're doing differently. Than okay. Doing. Um, Vincent is going to follow you and go with you. Uh, are you going to try to shake him? Uh, you're just looking I, at the perimeter. I'm going to look at him and be like, you should really keep an eye on our French friend. He's giving you more trouble than I am. Well, I persuade. Well, I was going to say, just give me one of the other guys to... Okay. Just give me a guard. It's yeah, like, one of the guards joins you. That's of course. Uh, that's there. And Vincent... What's his name? Hovels over. Uh, the guard's name? Wappy. Wappy. <laughs> that is... Uh, 
That is apparently uh, Inuit for lucky. Oh. <laughs> like, like the dog. <laughs> like the dog. <laughs> Poor unlucky dog. Poor Waki. Okay, and I'm assuming he's just got a spear and doing his regular... Yeah. Yeah, all right. He has a torch? Uh, yeah. No, he's got a torch. Yeah, and, and he just stoically follows you as you are looking around. Gonna... If you step too close to the torches, you hear him clear his throat as a warning. I just want to know what they're doing differently than what we're doing. Uh, they have this around... The, this perimeter of torch fire around. So it's just the fact that there's fire. Like I'm not. Uh, can I do a spot in to see if there's? Well, you also or you also see uh, or hear this song that has been playing pretty mm. much since you got here was all through the journey. Okay, uh, is playing as well. All right, but you can roll a spot hidden if you'd like. It's a success. Okay, um, you do see uh, in the snow arranged as rocks. Uh, several of these symbols that you have seen from inside the guardhouse that was a uh, protective kind of Inuit symbol. Okay. Um, and can I try to, I don't know, listen check to try to learn the song? Uh, yes, but you would require quite a success. Uh, actually, let's roll an intelligence to That's learn. That's a success. Okay. You have the rough idea of the song. You might you you at least know the tune and the general rhythm. Okay, I'll be able to work with Charity to, to handle yes. this out another yes. time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you make your way back to the tent. Uh, after a while, Vincent comes back. So, have you considered cutting off the ear yet? No. And you, young Miss. I'll wait till morning to decide. Sounds very good. If you don't mind, I will stay here with you. It is good to have people to speak my own language to again. I've been avoiding the town for 37 years. I don't want to go there. I, I uh, don't speak good, so I fucking... Okay, you guys spend the evening sleeping, resting, learning this song. Um, How's Kelvin doing? Uh, at about midnight, he uh, wakes up with shivers and terrors and and whatnot is in a bit of an odd fever dream and is howling in pain. The the noise is of course dis disrupting and after a while a team of the native women come in and offer to bring him to a separate tent to look after him. I'm gonna go with. Them. I was gonna. I would go with him. You would go with him. Yes. I'll go with them if that means Vincent is not near me. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, gun's gonna curl up and go to sleep. Okay. Um, I'm gonna lean over to Charity and be like, this guy used to be a geologist. Whatever info you can get out of him may be useful for us to actually, like, learn about this metal and what we can do with it. Okay, so, those of you going to the uh, other room, uh, Keith is screaming and he's not letting up. They are putting a uh, uh, cold rag on his forehead and applying a, a salve that they are making with pestle and mortar and applying it to his wounds to try to keep the infection out of just general like gangrene kind of level infection uh, from his wounds. And uh, they are singing this song to him uh, and it does not seem to be calming him down. And after two or three hours of this screaming, you guys are exhausted. And the nurses who are here, the, these old women, uh, medicine women, leave and a new batch come in to look after him. 
because I can't do this all night. I'm going to bed. Oh, fuck it. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to stay up with them, and I'm going to okay. learn, try and see what I can learn from them. Okay. Like, from their... What they're yeah, with their poultices and... and stuff they're putting on? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, roll a uh, education check. Education? Yeah. That's exciting. Just because you're trained in this field, in a way. Oh. Um, I'm going to expend three luck to make that a hard pass. Okay. Fantastic. Um, you actually are identifying some of the herbs and substances they're putting into this pol- uh, this poultice as they're mm-hmm. mixing it together to smear on the wound. Um, you have uh, learned what you need to learn from them, pretty much. Like you, you've, you've picked some stuff up. The rest of you go back to the camp, sleep for the night, and uh, are awoken in the morning. Um, I need you to roll a constitution saving throw, please. Yes, Megan. That is a pass. That is a pass? Uh, how much of a pass? Just just a pass. Like, 74 to 75 passes. Cool. Um, <laughs> at about 4 o'clock in the morning, you can't do it anymore. You've done a lot of walking. You ran for your life yesterday. Yeah. All you pass out. Um, and you are woken in the morning, and the rest of you are also woken up by a lot of commotion. And specifically... Um, angry guards who come in to the room and kick you all awake roughly in the morning. And they're yammering at you in Inuit. Um, Vincent is not there. Um, he has left the room after you all pretty much fell asleep. Did you talk to him last night? Um, yes. What would you have wanted to learn from him last night? Just geology of the area? Yeah, and that metal. That metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells you that that metal is evil uh, through and through. Um, anything that it is used for will uh, draw the corruption of Nyarlathotep upon it. It is dead metal. It is the metal of the dead. It is infused with shadow and pain, and thus should be destroyed, if anything. However, there's gold in your wolf's jaw at Lake if you want that. that little bit down. <laughs> he's gonna let you know because like he he understands why you're asking right like, right golden wolf's jaw lake that's kind of what you're here for right? yeah but he also points out you know every 37 years this happens you are all woken up roughly you are woken up first and when you wake up uh, Keith is gone uh, he's out of the tent um, and laying against the tent across from you is uh, a different one of these medicine women, but she's kind of wearing the same guard, but but she's got a large stick jammed in her throat um, through the, like, through her top collarbone into her lungs, and she is laying on the side of the thing dead. And there's a massive commotion outside, and when you peer your head through, you see um, six men holding Keith down as he's straining against them and uh, he is screaming crazed and mad um, from fever. You see his uh, his skin has gone pallid and clammy, even more so than it was before. Uh, you see streaks of white 
appearing in his hair, mm. or, or that had appeared in his hair, which was you know dark brown and, and youthful. Yeah. Um, uh, he has been terrified by something to the point where his hair has gone white. He has this um, stick, and it seems to just be a part of a cot that he had broke off, and he's got in his hand, and he's straining. And uh, you see uh, the three elders are standing in front of him. And after a while, the party, you guys are woken up as well, and you are brought to this commotion. And uh, the chief stands there, and he says... It seems that you have all passed the test, but he has killed one of us. And if you do not remove him from this camp now and never return, we will kill him and we will kill the lot of you. You are no longer welcome in our camp. Leave now and take him with you or we will kill you. Super glad I cut my ear off for this. Yeah, you came to us as well. We saved you from the wolves and you repaid us by killing one of our own. Yep. How do we know they're safe then? Yeah. How do we know that... that... Hey, we're leaving. Uh, Your (laughs) guys' wounds did not heal up overnight. Mm -hmm. Right? The, The little amount of wounds that you had. Yeah. What if we kill them for you? I look over at, at Nurse Gertie and be like, he's beyond saving, right? The infection has him. Well, I mean, it's quality of life at this point, I think, so. You still have to leave. You've brought a taint into our camp. If he's tainted, I don't want him to come with us. Yeah. How do you know it was him that killed the nurse? He points at two other nurses who are standing there, and he goes, They told that he killed one of them? Yep. He leapt from his bed as if he was sitting in wait and jammed a stick into one of our own's throat and ran out of the room. Does he look that type of crazy like the other guy looked that type of crazy that attacked me? Roll a uh, psychology. Oh, Christ. I'm a bike. Oh, marvelous! Yeah, thirty-one. That's a pass. That's a pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remarkably similar. Oh yeah. Fuck. No. Hey, this. Fuck. This was from the other one. Yeah. Do you have anything that would help him pass quickly? Anything that would help him pass quickly and peacefully? We can remove his head from his body. (laughs) (laughs) So there's your options: it's a bullet, a bayonet, or decapitation. Drugs, herbs, um, poisons. Um. TNT. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the best way to go. <laughs> Swallow this. That'd probably legit be the best way. I think so. And doing what with it? Strapping a stick of dynamite to him and pushing him out into the wilderness? No, down the throat. No. Mm, Put it in his mouth. way to go. That's pain. Well, it'll be over in an instant. Yeah. Yeah, they say you can Except still you feel, can... even after your head gets cut off, you can still feel for a little bit. But if you don't have a uh, central nervous exactly. system, if you don't have it, anything, you don't feel it. Yeah. Look, we've already we've already murdered dogs. Like, turning a man to mist is nothing. I kind of want to be the one to decide what happens to him, um, just because I'm the most connected to this human being. Yeah. So I'm constantly just like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop. 
Okay, alright. They're obviously pissed off. Can you guys just take him out and then we'll wrap up in here? Yes, I can do that, but do you have anything, a poison or something that I can use? He pulls out a dagger. Okay, I take the dagger and then I stab him in the throat. In the throat? Yeah. Black Icarish blood pours out of the wound as you jam him in the throat. Go ahead, pass that test, didn't it? Uh, he falls on the ground gurgling, his limbs twitching. I got a question about this goddamn test. And they are then grabbing blood. him and dragging him towards one of these bonfires that is going in daylight. They have this fire going. And they toss the body unceremoniously inside the flame. No, legitimately though, how long does this take to grow a freaking ear back? When, when they're dragging him over, I think I'd like to grab whatever he's got on his person. Yeah, I'd want his ammo. Yeah. Okay. At the very least. Uh, you guys would have taken that off. That stuff would have been in. Yeah. Bags. So let's just get the important stuff. So he has ammo? another revolver with four shots in it. Is it the same as me? Like, is it just a service revolver? It's a service revolver. Four shots? Yeah. Backup gun. But want back. Really, I want to know uh, what is this? What, like what, what is this yeah. test supposed to prove? This test proves that you are not infested with the worm. He goes, wait. And then after a moment, there's another screaming. Probably about 15 seconds. Screaming erupts again from the um, bonfire. And uh, you see the form of Keith inside the bonfire. uh, Shaking and, and trembling. Um rapidly within the flames and you see his uh, hands within the shadows of the flames you see them grow long and claw-like as he transforms from what he was into one of these things that attacked you earlier and he uh, trembles and shakes and dies in the flame eventually expiring they've gotten wise in some ways and have chosen to hold back certain so how long does it take then? A night. Several hours to grow back. I am just going to march over to the wise men, the chief. Nakah. Nakah. Glad I didn't guess. Chief Nakah. I'm going to put my, my finger right in his face. I'm pissed, man. I've lost a year. Yeah. Right? I've had a fuck of a 24 hours. <laughs> I'm not goddamn happy about it. And I'm a big ass man and this shit doesn't happen to me. I'm gonna put my you finger... look down to him. Yeah, I put my finger in his face. I said, okay, look, we're going to leave. We've done everything that you've asked, and we're going to leave, and you are going to come if we need help. And you're going to send a guide with us to get us back, because we don't know how to get to Radiance. Um, roll uh, Intimidate with advantage. Can I get Charity to freaking translate so I can double advantage? <laughs> That's Seven, a failure. Yeah. What? What'd you get? Uh, I passed. Well, I'm able to translate, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pass the translate. But I, I uh, you you can do the role of the intimidate if you would like. Fuck this. Uh, I'm pissed as well. Can I just slap the butt of my revolver across one of them? Good God, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to get them to help us in the future. Should yeah, I but they're not you? listening to us. You haven't heard the results. Okay, I'll hold yet. this action. Can I you use just like? Can I use persuade? <laughs> when things yes. don't matter. Because you're being nice about it. Yeah. That's a success. Um, The the chief raises a hand and slowly pushes back. He presses against your chest and 
tries to push you yeah, over. Yeah, I'll take a step. He nods, seeing that, and goes, We are sorry that your friend has passed. We are sorry he got infected. If you need us, he thinks for a moment, the tall, pointy building in Radiance. Would I know which one Light that is? Lights a flame from it. Would I know which one and that is? we will come. Uh, it's the radio tower. There's a radio tower that kind of overlooks all the radiance. Lights a fire on it, and we will make our way. Also, and he waves over one of the um, guards. Can it be Wapi? Uh, no, because I don't want to say that name more. Uh, his name is Makia. Makia? Makia. Yeah. This this is Makia. He will lead you to Radiance. You spell that? M-A-K-Y-A. Makia. He will lead you to Radiance, but um, unless you intend on stopping or aiding us in stopping this, this push of evil into our world, we recommend you get out of this valley as fast as you can. Fine. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to turn around and like... Pick up a shovel when I pickaxe the other and just like storm my way out of the yep, fair enough. I don't care what you guys are doing, I'm just pissed now. I turn to Maki and I'm like, God, freaking let's go. I'm already ready to go. I'm okay. out of here. Vincent waves goodbye to you. Ugh. What are the rest of you doing? You going with? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys are led out of uh, the camp um, with instructions that if you should need any sort of help, any sort of assistance to light a fire or a light of some sort from the from the top of the radio tower. Um, you have learned that there is some sort of persistence to these creatures that uh, is given uh, from this infection. Um, and you take this knowledge with you as you are walking out of uh, out of the Inuit camp. If I may. Can we ask Maki on the way out if there are any faster ways to determine if someone is, even if it's really detrimental, so that if we have to make a split <coughs> second decision, is there any way to know besides this scar? If their eyes go red, if their blood turns black, and if they regrow. They. Thank you. The regrow is just typically the best way to check, to tell. How do you get their eyes to turn red? If their eyes turn red, it is too... They are too far gone. Look to see if there is red in their eyes. That's it. Thank you. Okay. And you guys are walking with Makia, and he is singing this song. Uh, it seems like he was gifted to you as a guide because he has a loud voice, and he is guiding you. Well, does the song always repel them? Not always, but it helps. And you make your way into uh, the darkness. And you see, as night starts to descend again, you see, uh, for on the third night, you see, distantly in front of you, the town of Radiance. And Makia, upon seeing the town on this rise, as the sun is starting to set, Makia stops singing and stops walking. And uh, it takes you guys a couple seconds to catch on. And he turns to you and says, My time is done. I return to my tribe. Protect yourselves for the deep dark starts. And then the sun continues to set. And you start seeing the aurora of 
appear in the sky, and it has gone from a deep crimson red to almost a oppressive purple color and is stringing across the horizon. And it is wreathing and writhing above you faster than it has ever moved. And there seems to be this oppressive atmosphere that has dropped upon you as the sun sets. Makia's not going to go with you. He's not getting any closer to the cursed ground that is Radiance. And he goes, friends, if I were you, I would leave this valley as soon as you can. This has been an It's a Mimic production. You can find more quality content on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or at www.itsamimic.com.